recording. Look at my oh, oh. too late. That's okay. I recorded. I've got a I've got more performance athlete tape on my face and my neck. Is it helping? I think it might. I went to the physical therapist this morning um and she like totally wrecked the side of my face and now then she put all this tape on it and did the stem machine and I think it's helping. It makes me feel a thousand years old that I have no idea what caused the pain and now I'm in physical therapy for it. But so are you any interest in in uh problem solving? I've I've experienced pain in the past and uh uncovered some intriguing solutions. I will take some of your problem solving. I've been to two orthopedics, two ENTs, two dentists, and now this is my second physical therapist. So what do you got? Right. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to take you out there. Are we going going woo woo? It's not woo woo. I mean, it is like maybe I don't. So there's a book, there's a book called a guy, guy named Dr. Sarno. Okay. uh, And it's called healing back pain Hmm. and you should read it. So he, I'll give you the quick synopsis. He would get patients all the time complaining of pain that you couldn't see. Right. So he would look Mm -hmm. at um, MRIs, et cetera, et cetera. And there's like no reason for there to be this pain, uh, but they experience pain. And, and by the way, healing back pain, Doc Sarno's book, it's a great book. There are other books about pain and the, like how it relates like neurologically, like our, how our mm-hmm. brain handles and interprets pain messages, etc. cetera. Okay. Uh, so it's not just him, but it, this book I found, he's kind of one of the, uh, you know, the original, the OG of, of this sort of idea. But anyway, right. So, and there's other, there's other stuff too. Like he would see patients, he could not figure out what's the physical cause of this pain. There's nothing, no reason. And then, mm-hmm. And then there'd be other people who would you do an x-ray or an MRI and it would be like, oh, they have a herniated disc. Send them into surgery, problem solved. But then research later shows us that there are loads of people with herniated discs, maybe even most, maybe most of us even have a herniated disc and have no pain. And it looks the same on an MRI as somebody that is experiencing pain. Okay. I'm intrigued. So, <laughs> right. And, and then... And then, in fact, the these surgeries, like knee pain, back pain, this sort of thing, are no better than placebo, uh, which is crazy because these are crazy surgeries sometimes. Right. So the the main premise of the book is that it is a like psychological pain like it's not in your mind you are experiencing pain for okay. sure, but that it is a redirected emotion. <laughs> okay because it, it always happens it always happens to people in his practice it would happen to people during challenging moments in their life big big moments of change big mm-hmm. things happening and you would start to get a pain and that it would also happen with certain types of people mostly like mostly sort of like type a like um not, not even necessarily type a but like people who are conscientious uh and like are always trying to do their best and that that sort of person. That, yeah, that checks out. Right. Yeah, I know. So it's, I've, I felt like that described me, that described, you know, some of the pain and stuff I was dealing with. I was similar situation where I'm like going to PTs and like trying to figure out 
why am I experiencing this pain? And then it turns out maybe it had to do with, I became a new dad and I was an entrepreneur and making extremely volatile amounts of money and not knowing when I was going to be able to pay the bills and, you know, getting old and all these things. And my brain was in fact really pissed that this stuff was not working out the way I wanted it to, but I was just not like consciously letting myself process that. <laughs> like so did it's strange. You, did you follow his methods or whatever? And did it help? Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. It's really hard okay. because you have to be like, okay, like I've, like I went through the same, like I checked with doctors, you know, and like, they're like, everything's fine, man. Yeah. I've had two um, MRIs too. Yeah, exactly. And there, then nothing's there. And they're, and they're like, everything's fine uh, physically, you know, like as far as we can tell, it's still a mystery. There's some, there's pain for sure, but we don't know what it is. So I felt like, all right, they, if the doctors are like, there's nothing on our MRIs, then it's nothing. And so you have to convince yourself at that point to be like, okay, it's not an actual thing. I'm not going to do, I'm going to do shit about it. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to do anything to help myself with it. I'm going to not try and cope with it. I'm just going to ignore it. And then I'm going to spend the effort. It's basically like your brain is trying to distract you from dealing with the hard thing, dealing with the big emotion. (laughs) So you try to be like, every time your brain is trying to think about the pain, you'd be like, okay, I need to think about the psychology. Like what is happening right now? And I do the same thing with migraines and I've experienced far less migraines. In fact, the one type of migraine I used to have, I don't have anymore. I used to have them all the time. And since this book, I just it went away, it went away as an issue because okay. I can tell I, it's coming. I up. will try it. We focus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if the if it, the docs have eliminated, you know, their their things, like I think it's yeah. worth it. like, and it applies to so much pain. Like, and then the other thing to be aware of is it'll change. So, like, okay, you got the pain up here, and then when that goes away, something else will bother you. Yeah, it like moves. It just like for moves sure. Around. You're like, oh, all right, I got that soft. Oh, now it's over here. And it just moves around and it's because your brain is trying to find, find something for you to focus on. That is not the actual thing that you want. <laughs> like it's, wow. it, <laughs> that's the, that's his theory. And it worked, it worked for me and I buy it. Like I, now that I've experienced that multiple times that I'm like, okay, yeah, there's definitely something to that. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll try it. Send me a link that, I mean, you were, you were right when you said it's out there, but Hey, I'm to the point where I'm willing to try some stuff that's out there. <laughs> I've recommended it to a few people and a few people have had similar results. So hopefully it helps. Okay. <laughs> Brain is a powerful thing, I guess. Like, like I'm currently going through like carpal tunnel-y stuff, right? Yeah. Same thing. I'm like, I'm like going through the same process now that I've read that book and gone through this so many times. I'm like, am I really having problems here or is it because like... I am under an immense amount of stress right now and huge amount of life turmoil and things are changing. Uh, and probably it's that, you know? So like I'm trying to like take care of myself, not just like ignore the pain, like do nothing. So I got like a better keyboard or whatever, Mm -hmm. but also realizing that like, it's not that important because that's the thing you people sometimes it's like when it really tricks you, it makes you think that the pain is a really important thing that you need to solve. Like, cause it's, that, that means, it's working because it's like tricking you into focusing on it a lot. Like I used to have back pain, so I wouldn't lift for a while. Now when I have back pain, I'm like, no, I'd have to lift today. Like, you know, like my back would do like one of those twingy things where you'd be like, ah, uh-huh. and I used to think, oh, now I can't use my back anymore. This is just nonsense. It's just nonsense. You can, I could just lift right through that and it goes away 
instantly. Now, like now that I know like what it is, like I know it's a real injury now and what's fake. Yeah. And weightlifters, weightlifters know this stuff too. They know like a lot of times you're like really serious, you know, the serious ones. They know it's like pain is complicated. It's not necessarily like a real injury. <laughs> like it could be, it could be literally nothing. That is the wackiest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but pain is complicated. Like it's it very is. complicated. Now that, so the Doc Sarno book's kind of out there, but that whole, that's a whole branch of science, which there's loads of research on that. And yeah, I think it all kind of correlates. So there you go. Fascinating. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'll give it a try. I've done everything else. So why not? <laughs> that's that's how, that's where I was too. I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> Try it. Weird. That's good. Um. All right. So Hammerstone stuff. Basically, I'm just in project mode and I'm just cranking on it, and it feels really good. Like the I did a bunch of UI improvements yesterday. Uh. So it's it's looking really good. You know. So the client s- staying high level. How did you? refactor it away from a mess to something nicer the hotwire stuff oh yeah so i just so the hotwire stuff there's like a bunch of different tools in the hotwire toolkit right it's not mm-hmm. just one thing uh and i it was like okay hotwire i've never done this before here's all these tools oh that should be used for this this should be used for that so i kind of used everything um but really it ended up being that I just needed to do use one thing instead of everything. And I was able to massively simplify what I was doing. Great. It's kind of like if I changed my perspective on Hotwire f- from like, it's really not that much. There's not much to it. Mm. It's basically a little abstraction to, s- to simplify and reduce the amount of JavaScript around the process of fetching HTML and rendering it in the right spot. That's it. So if you think about it that way, then it was a little easier for me to be like, all right, so the whole thing, all it does now is just re-renders the whole query builder every time we do any change, which sounds dumb, but it's not because it hotwire thing that means that it like it only renders itself, nothing else. It is a mm-hmm. tiny amount of markup. And mm-hmm. then you get a tiny like the query builder itself is not that much markup. No. So you get not. a little bit back and then it only updates the part that changed. So I just structured the structured it such that it'll only, you know, update the bit that changes. Um, so it's not doing an inner HTML on the whole thing. It's just doing yeah. it on the, the part that changed. Cool. Um, and then there's a part where, and then there's a couple of places where I do need to like re-render the whole thing and just insert it. But that's great because I don't have to redo any logic around like any rendering logic at all. I don't have to, I'm just reusing the same, you know, template that I wrote. So like figuring out whether, oh, there's nothing in here. So should it be like figuring out how to render the groups, mm-hmm. you know, the or statements and stuff like that. All that logic is just, I just re- render the whole blueprint. So that means I'm sending the whole blueprint with every request and it, it all Which feels, is also it feels not kinda, that big. No, it's small. Right. Exactly. Um, so it's, it's, and they're not going to, I can't imagine even if somebody's writing like the biggest feasible query that I could have like how, how big a query are you going to write? It's yeah, not that it big. would have to get ridiculous, but there are weird parts with it. Like, uh, because it has to make a round trip to render the markup again, I think it's still like, it's a dumb bit for this. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It's a lot of hoops to jump through just to render markup on the server instead of client yeah. side, but whatever. So, um, and that means that we have a delay 
when there's a change and I need to re-render. Oh yeah. There's a network delay. If the network delay gets too long, you can end up doing stuff like, okay, change the clause to be like starts with instead of equals go over here and start typing in my text. And then, Oh wait, it just disappeared because Uh, it took a little too long for the server to get the new response back. And then it overwrites what you just did. So I'm going to do a little bit of UI around that today. And it has like a little, just a little spinny icon. If it takes more than like, 500 milliseconds or something. Yeah, that sucks. God, that's such a perfect use case for just on-page JavaScript. Yeah, right. It's, it's like, yep, that's that's why we invented all that. Yep. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're feeling I'm glad you're feeling better about it. I know the spaghetti aspect of it was frustrating for a while. Yeah, it's way simpler. That simplified everything when I did that, including the JavaScript and stuff. Good. So that's a great now I'm kind of feeling. Just sitting here waiting for uh, the back end to catch up a little bit so I can start doing more things. Like I want to do date conditions. I want to do refinements. I want to do mm-hmm. error handling, you know, error reporting, that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. But that's, man, that's going to go fast now that I got all the pieces and Colin yeah. did the, the RL switch. So we're using mm-hmm. RL instead of active record. Mm-hmm. So it should go fast now, I think. Good. Well, y'all are cranking on it. And I think she's really got it. I mean, we have a, we probably talk twice a week about some little sticking point and she's got it. Like she totally understands that it's just a matter of pulling it off now. Yep. So that is pretty awesome. Yep. And you joined I'm so a happy meeting. That I, you joined a meeting. I was going to say, <laughs> I'm so happy I got a video of that. That was so funny. <laughs> so you I went got, in full panic mode because you had a yeah, meeting because, on your calendar. <laughs> no, because because <laughs> they have like the you know they have like we're gonna do like the check in and demo uh-huh. what we've done so far. I thought it was every two weeks. I'm like, all right, so it'll be next week. Well, plenty done. I work on Fridays mostly is when I get most of my hours in for them. So last week was our one of those meetings. So I thought I got this Friday and and next Friday mm-hmm. you know, before we have another one <laughs> and. All of a sudden, I get like an update in my email saying like, oh, this meeting has been moved up to Thursday, like tomorrow. I was on Wednesday. It's like, so tomorrow this meeting is on Thursday. So I'm like, oh, shit. So I took a day off from work to like get something done. So that way we'd have because the only work I'd done was the refactory stuff. So like nothing looks any different. <laughs> and I'm right. like, no, that's going to I did so much, but it's going to look like no progress. I need to do something. Um, so I did it, scrambled and got some got some good improvements in and then. And then I went to the meeting and it's like not the usual cast of characters. <laughs> so I'm a little bit like disoriented like, what's happening. And then I realized, I don't think this is the meeting. <laughs> like, why am I in this meeting? Like, and I had, I had like, I was like DMing cause it, they started a little late and I was DMing people trying to get in and nobody was responding. I'm like, this is weird. Like, are, is there, this meeting happening? So I'm in the meeting. I don't recognize anybody. And then they're they're about to start, and I'm like, "All right, wait before before you start. <laughs> Does anyone actually need me here for this meeting? Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is not the meeting. I think it is. Uh, the guy know, that I'm said like, we don't we don't I'm need Sean, you, but you will be. I'm missed. doing the query builder. Like that's how awkward it is. I had to introduce myself. I'm Sean. I I work in the query builder team. Does anyone actually need me <laughs> for this meeting? <laughs> there was a long and the pause. Answer was, <laughs> yeah, there was a very awkward pause. <laughs> and I was like, I 
I know at some point you might need to talk with me because I, kn- I know the team. I figured out the team at that point. Mm-hmm. Like at some point you might need to talk with me. But do you today? Do you need me on this call today? And they were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, so that glad I took to a day off of work nothing. to be here. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. That video was, that was fantastic. I know, and I got it on video too. Like, they actually were recording it, and then they, uh, I'm so happy about that. Man, that's funny. Anything else on your side? I've got some stuff. No, other than I'm very excited about being getting this off my plate, taking a break. I'm tired. Yeah. But other than that, yeah nothing okay well y'all are doing a good job and i think we'll be done with it hopefully soonish um okay one thing totally totally random so you know how hammerstone.com is taken like we looked at trying to get the .com domain and it was gone so we got hq instead and then we switched to .dev later Mm -hmm. so i was just hanging out on twitter the other day And I responded to somebody's tweet, not in the tech space at all, responded to somebody's tweet. um, And then somebody responded to me and said, hey, I have type 1 diabetes too, which I do. I have type 1 diabetes too, and my company is called Hammerstone. That's weird. And I looked (laughs) him up, and he's the owner owner of (laughs) Hammerstone.com domain. (laughs) yeah and so he you know we started we started tweeting back and forth and um he's bringing his son to a diabetes like summer camp this summer in dallas and we're gonna go out and get lunch that's crazy i know he's a super cool dude i mean he's he seems he seems wonderful it seems like we have a lot in common and he's the hammerstone guy (laughs) it's like what in the world isn't that That weird very unlikely i know it's so strange (laughs) to be like in somebody's mentions and find that and then have that connection and that also the connection of having type 1 diabetes Uh uh-huh yeah very very strange so i thought that was i thought that was pretty funny and he's very cool so we're gonna meet up this summer and hang out a couple of hammerstone guys um yeah Maybe maybe if we're friendly with him one day, he'll give up the domain and we can have it. We'll see. Um, the other thing, I'm sure you've seen, I've been working on like a code highlighting thing, syntax highlighting. Mm-hmm. Have you seen any of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. And then also I was, I saw somebody else ask you this too, because I was confused whether the yeah. code highlight, like, okay, code highlighting. I mean, I don't, I didn't understand but I guess it's because you're doing it on the server side yeah, is the, exactly. the benefit of this. Yeah. So okay. what what I... And is it like a package or is it an API? API. How does it be, make it faster if you have to make a network request to... So, yeah. So I'll, I'll try to explain where it came from and what it does. Um, so on our docs and on my personal website, we have these really nicely highlighted um, code blocks. And you can do this kind of with like Prism JS or Highlight 
JS. Um, and it gets it like it gets it 90% right most of the time as far as like picking out the syntax and stuff. Um, but it doesn't get it 100% right. And so you end up with all this weird, like you have to kind of monkey patch it yourself based on your own code samples or you're trying to get a theme and they don't have the right theme. And anyway, you end up doing all this configuration or you use something on the back end and the popular one on the back end is called Shiki, Shiki JS. Um, but it doesn't have, it's node only and it doesn't have a, doesn't have a browser, um, I guess build. It doesn't have a browser build. Um, and so what we do is we build all of our pages and then we deploy them. So all of our, all of our um, documentation pages are built locally and then pushed up um, fully rendered and everything. So with Shiki, Hang you on. can, yep. I'll pause one second. I'm going to pay attention to you. I have to respond to my real estate agent. Oh, um, Yeah, sorry. No, that's fine. Okay, continue. <laughs> okay. With Shiki, you can write your own custom renderer um, that lets you like add line numbers and add git diffing and add highlighting and like you can add all sorts of things to make your documentation like better and more readable. Um, because they expose the renderer to you. Um mm-hmm. And that's what that's what we've done is I've added a bunch of stuff like we have our own custom renderer where we can say like, hey, highlight this line or, you know, blur out all these other lines because I want people to focus on this line because that's what we're talking about right now. So it lets you do all this beautiful stuff. Um, It's a huge pain because you have to build it all locally. You have to run nodes. You have to write your own custom renderer, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So what I did was I took all of that and packaged it up and put it on um, Lambda. So just through, I think, serverless is the framework that lets you just like nicely deploy stuff on Lambda and Mm -hmm. put a a Laravel API in front of it and wrote an extension for CommonMark, which is like a... um, it's a PHP markdown library or an extension for common mark for vanilla Laravel and for markdown it, which is a node JS markdown library. And so now the exciting part is we can remove all of that custom renderer. We can remove all of that cheeky stuff. We can remove our build step altogether and just put in this little extension into our markdown stack. We just add in the torchlight extension. And then what it does is it pulls every single code block on the page before it is sent out. So on the server, it pulls every single code block on the page, sends it out and gets the highlighting back before the response is sent to the server. So the first time you pay a penalty of about maybe 300, 400 milliseconds to highlight the whole page. And then after mm-hmm. that, it's just stored locally in cache. So it's just read. It's just read right off the disk, out of Redis or whatever. So you don't pay any penalty okay. at all. 
Um, and so I showed this to Andrew, the, I showed what we had to Andrew Culver bullet train guy. And I was like, Hey, I'm trying to figure out, is this useful like to anyone else? Cause it's, this is a huge pain for me and I hate doing it. And he said, I was just looking at this for the bullet train docs. I hired somebody or I had one of my contractors try to figure out how we can get all the code highlighting put in. And we just gave up. Like we gave up and I decided not to do it. And I would pay you for this right now. I was like, great. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit, it's a little bit different because it's not, you know, it's not a client side library. So it doesn't focus on people who would use something like, I don't know. I feel like next or Nuxt or whatever those are, they all have, kind of thought out solutions for all of this. Um, Mm -hmm. But this would be more for people who are like, Andrew has all of his documentation in Markdown in a Rails app. We have all of ours in Markdown in a Laravel app. And a couple other other people have messaged me on Twitter saying like, this is great. Can we please, like, how can I use this? So we'll see, but it seems good so far. Yeah, that's awesome. Does that make more sense now? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I think you got to make it clearer on your landing page for that. Like, oh, I, I agree. I, I don't think it's very clear at all right now. Not at all. It looks really nice, but I was it does like, look nice. okay, yeah. code highlighting. I don't, I don't understand why I'm using this instead of some other thing. Yeah. 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 I, do need I, do. To make I mean, now I, I do, but I do need to make that clearer. Um, and yeah, this is a, I mean, this is a Hammerstone thing. So if this makes money, this makes money for us. So, oh, sweet. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're just taking a thing that we that you did anyway for Bingo. the syntax highlighting. Yeah, I'm taking a that's thing. That's good. That it's like a marketing bunch of pain in. Yeah, product as marketing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get in on the whole like the whole build and public Twitter thing to get yeah. people like to start growing the audience there. And I've had, I mean, I've had some success. I've gone from, you know, in the past month or two, probably from 1100 to almost 1300 followers, which is great, right. but I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep like, it's not in my nature to want to talk about stuff I'm doing all the time on Twitter, but I've just yeah, seen that when I was messing around with the hotwire stuff too, I was like, okay, I'll try this. So yeah. I did like a tweet thread thing. And I mean, I, well, I guess I had Rob was the, one of the, some, actually I know him from a previous client, but he's connected to all kinds of people, but he was really uh, interested in, mm-hmm. in the product, especially the rails version. So like, Hey, so I guess it kind of worked. Like somebody found out about it. I don't know. It didn't grow my audience or anything, Yeah, uh, but I think I'm just bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I kind of am too. I bought, um, do you know, Daniel Vasallo? Have you seen him on Twitter at all? He's this guy that quit his $500,000 a year job at Amazon to be an indie hacker. And now he makes even more money. So, you know, totally attainable, but he's got (laughs) this, um, he's got this like um, build an audience on Twitter course. That's not garbage. Um, And so I watched it and it was great. I bought it 40 bucks, watched it. It's got some great tactics in there and, so I'm trying to do that to like, I don't know, grow an audience of developers. Um, okay. I think I'll buy it. 
I'll use my Hammerstone debit card. I'm going to buy it because maybe that's what we're doing right now. It's like, all right, we're super busy, but we could do some like the only yes, the, the exactly. marketing stuff we could do is maybe this like I'm on Twitter anyway. So we'll that, this will be like our current marketing experiment. I like yeah, that. that that's kind of how I feel. And see if I can like, get better at it. Taking the torchlight. Torchlight is the code highlighting thing in case anyone was wondering. Torch taking the Good. torchlight hey, like stuff. It. Thanks. Taking the torchlight stuff and like talking about it publicly is I feel like it's um, you know, taking a byproduct, something that something that we've already kind of done and doubly repurposing it. One is like a service and two as a excuse to talk about something online. Mm-hmm. So who knows if it'll go anywhere, but I think it's good practice regardless. And we'll, I mean, we'll use it. Andrew will use it. And I've had a couple of people, people on Twitter saying that they'll use it. So we'll see. I mean, yeah, I like it. It's just, it's pretty niche, but plenty of people end up in like, I, I don't know. I ended up in the spot with the uh, like syntax highlighting is a pain. It's all broken on all my old articles now. Yep, like exactly. Just, <laughs> and it was yeah. such a pain to get it set up to begin with. Didn't yep. even work that well. It looked kind of okay. Yep. Like it looked good enough. And the other solution would be like drop code pen into everything. And that's just mm-hmm. like, that's just too much. Too for, heavy. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that I don't need all of that. I just need this chunk of code right here so you could see yeah. it. Uh, copy paste or whatever. Uh, yeah. That's exactly I mean, it's definitely time. a real pain. So then it's you got to get, get the landing page. Actually, I could help you with the landing page on that. Oh, I would love that. um, I mean, I'm doing this, I'm doing this while I'm kind of in the wings on the query builder stuff. So I don't want to take any of your time away. I know you're stressed already. So I'm kind of just doing this. It would be nice to do something different. I might, I might peel off this weekend and. Hey man, if you want to do it, I would, I would love that. But like I said, I could just write the copy, give you some ideas for the, for the copy. Although I don't know, landing page is so much work to like do it properly, but I am familiar with the pain. If you want to give me ideas for copy, I will implement. So you can do the fun stuff that you want to do and I'll do the rest. Okay. Yeah. That's that's a good deal for you. (laughs) And, um, this is a good deal for me. (laughs) You said most code highlighting is broken. This, this, um, one of the benefits of this cheeky thing is it uses actual VS code. Like it uses the VS code highlighting engine. Oh. So it, it just gets it right. Probably not going to break. No. Most people are using VS code. <laughs> and it uses, it uses VS code themes too. So you could pick any of those cool hipster themes and use those on your blog, which is pretty cool. Or okay. your docs or so whatever. So the fix, the fix here is brilliant. We need to, if we write a landing page with the pane and product, we could do, yeah, this could actually, I could see how we could launch this too in multiple places pretty easily if we got the, PDF painter and fix yeah. copyright. And yeah. finally, another thing I was thinking of was um, like, like being in on platforms, I guess. So I saw an, like there's a new blogging platform popping up every other day and to allow, like to give those new blogging platforms a way to do beautiful syntax highlighting out of the box with no effort to them. We could, you know, charge them like an enterprise license. And then, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that, so that all of their customers get to have great syntax highlighting and we get to do it yes. for them. Awesome. Yeah. So 
couple of different things to think about there. Gives you something to do while Colleen and I are <laughs> yeah, working exactly. on the, the other stuff. Yeah. I didn't, I I didn't want to feel it, okay. useless. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell you're like, oh, I'm just twiddling my thumbs over yeah. here. Just waiting. <laughs> just always available to help Colleen, but there's only, only so much I can do. <laughs> yeah. You got so much spare time with your, with your gig. That's uh, kind of amazing. I know it's great. It's, yeah. It's yeah, I love it. It's a good spot to be in. And I'm going to do, um, so I've got, of course, babies coming up. And my paternity deal is I get one week just totally, completely off. And then six weeks where I'm going to do like 10 hours a week, just checking in and managing. So I feel, like, I feel like that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I feel like you could you could do the same thing with Hammerstone too. Like, yeah, just, just keep minimal minimal check in. Yeah, keep things going. Um, because worst case, we could launch with the Rails version first, even if if we hit that point. Yeah, because like I could support the Rails version. I mean, and we have Colleen around, so yeah. we could. I think that that's something we could try to do. Yeah, that's totally doable. the timing. Yeah, I feel like. I was feeling frustrated about how long it was taking us to do this uh, query builder for the client, but all of a sudden this week it feels like it's moving a lot faster. So, because I think we just Colleen got stuck in having to like read. Well, the same thing that happened to me when we started. Like, uh-huh. and she has the benefit of being able to work full time on it versus mm-hmm. you know like and I work off a reference. <laughs> yeah, and it was such a mind bend. Like, uh, it's like inform- It's very tough to like wrap your head around how the whole thing works yeah it's such a complicated problem yeah um so yeah so i think she was spinning her wheels on that and then had to like recalibrate how she was doing the the query building part itself and mm-hmm. so we were just like looks like not a lot was happening but tremendous amount was actually happening yeah so i think it should go fast now which is yeah. gonna be exciting i cannot wait to do refinements that is gonna be like yeah that's gonna blow their minds <laughs> so cool that's yeah. gonna be so cool. Uh, we gotta do that. We gotta, you know, do the errors, do the different conditions that we have left. Those are those are all easy, and then the refinements will be the will be hard. I think. I think uh, so. Maybe <clears throat> we'll see, but I, not trivial for sure. And then, then we gotta do the integration into their system, mm-hmm. which I don't know how or when that's gonna happen. And I also don't know how it's gonna work with scaffolding with Bolt Train. Andrew seems to think like because we did it on tangible thing that it's just gonna happen. Uh, I'm like really? How? How? It copy it, copy paste it, and just replaces the. I mean, I I, I don't think it. I don't think it works. The way I don't it know, man. It works, so. Yeah. So we gotta we gotta do thing. persisting to the database. Um, we gotta do that's that. Easy though, right? Like, it, yeah, that is easy. Um, and in fact, I don't think we should do that. We just well, I mean, we. It's not part of the product. Like it's you can do it. Oh, that's well, true. We'll that's like an app client engagement. That's an app side implementation detail. Right. Like, like we're doing it for them because we're implementing the query builder for them. But yeah. Yeah. We, we provide hooks for that already. How they choose to do it is kind of up to them, I guess. Right. But I, I mean, I think they're going to want us to like take this all the way across the finish line, do I everything. Probably. Um, also, 
uh, Elasticsearch maybe at some point. Oh, yeah. No, not maybe. I mean, we have to. Don't forget that. Ah, uh, yeah. Elasticsearch adapter. That's that's a thing. <laughs> it is a thing. <laughs> it's, a thing. I, it's mildly terrifying. I think, I think it'll be better because Colleen has an intimate understanding of how all of this works. And so we can just mm-hmm. kind of, we can pull you know, search kick or whatever in, and she can kind of write the adapter. I just, I feel like we've got all of the um, recursive functions and all of the looping and all of the building done. Now, all we would have to do is change the lowest level part where it's like, okay, it's a text condition. Here's how you apply it to Elasticsearch versus RL. And I feel like all of the, you know, the whole framework above it is finished that, that part is going to be small. That's my hope. I hope so. I hope so. Or at the very worst, I guess there's like the sequel to Elasticsearch Converter. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Maybe that approach would work. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. That's a little technical unknown. It is. We'll find out. But we'll be able to show them a bunch of stuff before that and buy a ton of goodwill while we figure out Elasticsearch. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, like the demo that they keep showing us over and over again. So first of all, they show us this demo and then they're like, most of the time, like 90% of the time, this is not how we're using the query builder. I've yet to see any of the other situations where we use the query builder. All I see over and over again is the customer queries, which are all going to be, customers are going to be in Elasticsearch and it's the refinements and it's like the most complicated. It is by far the most complicated part. Which is cool that we, I mean, I'm glad that we get to see that in advance so we know what to plan, but I'm like, so where else does this get you? Yeah, where, do we, where do we get to filter <laughs> show me hats that are red? That's what I want to filter. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see some easy stuff, man. Show me people that are tall. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, we can do that. Customers sure. that bounced from this page within the last five days. Yeah. This is... <laughs> Yeah. But hey, it's made us it's made a better product for it, but good grief. <laughs> what a mess. Yeah. All right, that's all that's all I got. All right. That's all yeah. I got. Yeah. Cool. All right. So uh marketing page. I yes. want to work on that. Depends on how much house hunting I have to do. Yeah, this that's weekend. fine. Like I said, because the way it's working now is if a house comes on the market that we like, we have to see it that day and mm-hmm. then put an offer almost immediately. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. So I kind of have like a, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. If you want an escape, feel free to work on the marketing page. Otherwise, don't worry about it at all. Sweet. Cool. All right. I'll wrap it up there.